skin and blister we're two sisters supporting each other from across the pond welcome to the midnight session of skin and blister with midnight (laughs) it's midnight over here it is not midnight it's like eight in the evening i've just had a shower brush my teeth it's not eight in the evening over there because it's eight no, in the and you're over here. Over there, yeah. That's what I was saying. I can do math. I am capable. Put on, put on my dressing gown and I am ready to record with the lovely cares I, across from me. I liked your uh, sultry voice in that. That was quite good. Yeah, this is like... I have to say, though, you're looking quite Star Wars-esque with your like black robe on. Super fluffy. I don't know if it's Star Wars or like Handmaid's Tale vibes, but with a black robe instead of a red one. Oh gosh, I couldn't watch Handmaid's Tale. Too um, too gory for me. Too gory. Too gory? Not too close to home? No, too gory. It's just, I'm really bad at watching like any sort of gore, like any action ah action movies are okay but like anything ooh yeah i love a good uh quentin tarantino dose of gore i think it's quite fun uh i do like pod fiction pop oh my gosh pop fiction pod fiction, like... <laughs> pop fiction. you know pop fiction i have to say that was one of the first movies i watched when i entered the real world the outside world whatever we want to call it um and i was very very confused by it that and donnie darko which donnie darko was like i had no idea what was going on is that about uh is that a horror movie about a rabbit i think so they wear like animal masks in it but you know did you realize that you had to learn to how to watch movies like you had to learn how did that happen to you? No, but I don't watch horror movies, so maybe that's why. I don't either, but so for me, I like would get so confused by what was going on in movies when I first left the commune. Um, and I had to like ask a million questions of whoever I was sitting next to. And it took me like a while to learn how to watch a movie and understand what was going on. That's really interesting. I wonder if that's like a, a similar scenario to having no cultural or societal kind of reference point. So if you're like, if you don't even understand, I mean, this is a very base example, but if you don't understand how to open a bank account, then if they do that in the movie, you're not going to get it. If, they, if they're paying their mortgage, you're not going to necessarily get that. You know what I mean? You're yeah, what get the fuck very, is a mortgage? Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, you're not even going to get like, well, I didn't even know about like going to the supermarket. I didn't know any of this stuff when I left. Um, yeah, it's really weird, but you didn't have that with movies. That's so interesting. I don't remember having that. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't. But I, I had that well, I imagine I had a similar feeling when I arrived in London because I felt like I'd landed on a new planet. Like I really, I could not orientate myself. I was just all over the show all the time. Um, and then you couldn't even phone home. To ask questions, you mean? That was an ET reference, but oh, maybe well. you missed that. <laughs> My cultural references are from 2012 onwards, so keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, it definitely wouldn't include E.T. then, would it? I don't think so, but I wouldn't know. No. <laughs> uh, by the way, after the tent session, after the camping session last week, that was our bonus session, guys. If you haven't listened to it, have a little listen. It gets quite dark, though, so keep that in mind. Let, but I let was- me just add something quick that I wanted to say about the camping episode that I wasn't able to you yeah. know how I said we made a lot of tent puns to keep it light Wait. well it was really intense it was 
I was I was feeling quite tentative about asking you which pun that you'd come up with. <laughs> yes, it would have been quite an intensive study in puns. It's so bad. Okay, moving right along. Can you um All right, you leaving us- you on tenter hooks. Oh my All right, god. I'll stop now. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. Kelda, you're bringing too much sunshine to this podcast. <laughs> She's over there just glowing. Her hair is a glow. Her face is a glow. It's a wonder oh, to behold. Speaking of hair, this morning, this morning we were going to brunch, which is a whole other story. But um, Simon was like... Who did you go like, to brunch with? Oh, with Simon. Yeah, and he says to me, did you not use that hair drying brush today? I have like this brush that dries your hair, like after a shower, like while you brush it. And I said, no, why does it look bad? And he says, no, no, just the, it's a compliment to the brush. And I said, so that's basically an anti-compliment to my hair right now, is what you're saying. Anyway, that was... (laughs) He's complimenting the brush. Tell him the to brush. waste his, not waste his breath. He needs to use I'm those sure. compliments on you. I don't think the brush needs any, uh, like, building up. I think the brush is quite okay, actually. It's inanimate. Yeah. It's um, But sorry. What were you going to say? Oh, just so you know, we're recording on Sunday today. So it is Sunday fun day, and I have some a glass of wine here, and it is not in glass because I didn't want to make any noise as I set it down on the table. So I put it in a silicone wine glass, which is quite a revolutionary thing. Can you appreciate it? Look, it goes, it's squishy. I'm not even going to comment on any of that because I'm editing all of it out. No. <laughs> okay. Um, did you want to share something from your week with us? Uh, yes. Where to start? Where to start? Um, Give me some options and I'll tell you where to start. All right. Here is a list of options. Short um, options. Short options. Giant Instagram debacle is one option. Oh, my God. Okay. What does an old man say to me? Um, uh, School open house. The does niceness of people make you uncomfortable? The weekend of girlfriends. Trader Joe's on a Sunday. All right, all right, all right. I've picked two and then we can go from there. Trader Joe's on a Sunday sounds like an absolute treat. Yes. uh, All things pumpkin. All things pumpkin. And then also, I kind of want to hear the old man, but also a little about the Instagram debacle. Okay. Insta drama. All right. So, Insta-drama. can we start with the Trader Joe's? What is Trader Joe's for all us uninitiated? Uh, oh my gosh, uninitiated Brits on the other side of the pond. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. You don't have Trader Joe's, do you? No, I don't think. No. no we don't. Okay, just for a quick reference, the brother of this i believe this is right i'm not entirely sure but the brother who owns aldi do you have aldi there yes we do okay so the brother who owns aldi has a brother who owns trader joe's he lives the brother of the owner of aldi's yeah (laughs) (laughs) owns trader joe's (laughs) anyway it's like one of the most fun shopping experiences for grocery shopping um they have like all these lovely seasonal items and really cute packaging they're really on point with their uh, marketing i would have to say and you just kind of go through every aisle and just like it's just so fun it's like going to target it's just a very like pleasant experience or ikea like it's quite just a whole. Oh, a whole... I went to IKEA this weekend. I totally forgot about that. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a whole outing. Just, just like going to IKEA. 
But I have to say to you, it was not pleasant or relaxing. So, well, Target is. Yeah. No, Old Navy. Target is, but I was going to say, Trader Joe's is not. Okay. One, like there is not ever any parking. It's like an absolute madhouse to find parking. And then once you go in there, everyone's just like running wild with their carts, like going the wrong way down the aisle, like bumping into each other. The thing is, though, like everyone there is really nice. So they're all like, oh, no, excuse me, excuse me. But they're just like crashing their carts and grabbing for cheeses. There's a giant cheese section there and everyone just hovers there reading the various types of cheeses and salivating. Um, so yeah, it was quite... How many cheeses can you name off the top of your head? Gruyere, blue uh... cheese. What's blue cheese called? Monte cheese. Compte. What's that Compte cheese? Am um, I making that up? Cheddar. Well, keep going cheddar. if you're making it up. Sharp uh, cheddar. Wisconsin cheddar. <laughs> feta. <Okay>. Better <laughs> with feta. <laughs> Um, <laughs> goat cheese. <laughs> Did you say goat cheese? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, um, fe- Swiss uh, baby um, Swiss s- scrambled feta. Scrambled feta. Like when you scramble it onto a salad. It's not scrambled. It's crumbled. What's that called? Crumbled feta. <laughs> Oh, you know, I did see some vegan feta in there. You would okay. have liked that. You got vegan butter for me while I was there from that company, Miokinos? Miokos. It's like a Greek. A yes. Greek cultured uh, cashew butter. But I think the lady is... Oh, let me look this up before I make a photo. I mean, the name is Greek, so I'm just making assumptions. Which is probably what the marketing team wants me to do. I think she's from... She... Okay, so American entrepreneur, but her name is Miyoko Shinner. And she is... I want to say she's originally... Oh, gosh. So I just assumed Um, it was Greek. That's quite a Greek sound to it, but I think... She might. Oh yeah, I think maybe she's from Japan. Anyway, that um, oh. vegan cheese is really good. That's kind of the kind of the butter. Yeah. Well, yeah, but she does a whole line of cheeses as well. Oh, okay. Um, and we get amazing vegan cheeses here. We have like three companies in London alone, plus this amazing shop called La Fromagerie, spelled mm. F-A-U-X Magerie. Um, that stocks all the vegan cheeses, um, and so we are absolutely blessed over here. Yeah, is it fromagerie? Is that what it is? So it's fro fromage is like the fromage the, the, is French, French for cheese. Fromage, fromage. fake. It's <laughs> kidding. I don't think you got it, got a fromagerie. No, it's fr- fromage. Fromage is French for cheese. Yeah, but listen to me. The story's called Faux Oh, Oh, it's faux. It's faux cheese. That is so clever. Oh, my gosh. I love this. If you've got it, if you'd got it after the fourth time, I'd explained it instead of the (laughs) tenth. You know, my friend had a specialized license plate that said fromage on it because he liked cheese so much. That, I would class that as the most American thing I've ever heard. And no, he was not from Wisconsin. He's from Virginia. For everyone who's wondering. Why would I think he was from Wisconsin? Because it's the cheese capital. People call them cheese heads. Oh my gosh, I have no idea. Okay, can you tell us more about Trader Joe's? Why is everyone so nice who goes there? Uh, Just because, like, how could you be angry in Trader Joe's? It's the most lovely atmosphere as far as like all the packaging and the nice things. Like there's all these little seasonal treats like um, pumpkin, hot chocolate and pumpkin, (laughs) pumpkin 
pancake mix and pumpkin tortilla chips and pumpkin pasta sauce, etc. You get the drill. But this time they were all out of their frozen food completely. Wow, so that was sweet. interesting. They said it was because of the hurricane. Oh yeah, you guys got hit by the hurricane, didn't you? No, not at all. It like it I drizzled rain. North Carolina. No, I mean, not really. It like drizzled rain for a few hours. That was it. Well, that's good because it was really bad in Florida. So I'm happy you guys are all good. Um, yeah, shout out to Florida. I'm sorry that you are dealing with that. That's really awful. <laughs> Why should you shout them? <laughs> Listen, the niceness of Trader Joe's has rubbed off on me at this point. It's like okay, okay. so everyone picture nice this because it's like a nice, um, a, like a experience, a nice experience. That's yeah, right. yeah. Picture this: like pumpkin, everything, avocados, broccolini, people in like in sweaters and boots running through the store madly with carts, and then really nice cashiers who always chat with you as you're checking out. And that is Trader Joe's. And cheap French wine, which is actually quite good now that I'm drinking it. How much is like a, how much is a good cheap wine there? Here it's like $7 if it's like quite cheap, but still good-ish. Cause this one is from France, it's imported. Can't be that bad, right? <laughs> Um, listen, uh, I am actually fully qualified to answer that question. I have got quite snobby about wine recently. You may be surprised to hear. And, Shocked. Um, <laughs> and I only buy wine now that has a cork in it. Um, mostly because one of my friends rejects wine that doesn't have a cork in it. So I have to be careful if she's around to buy the wine with the cork. Um, and a lot of it, I would say a good wine, and I would love it if people could write in and give us feedback on this, but I would say a good, if you're looking for like something that you're really going to enjoy, I would be going around the 15 pound mark. Really? Okay. See, I don't, I don't notice that much difference um, between like a $10, a $10 and a $20 wine. But I think you guys have more wine industry there. So I wonder if that affects the price because all our wine is imported and it would, well, I, I think they might know that is a, that is a complete lie. Shout out to British wines because they are, as the, as global warming forces the temperatures up, there's more wine industry happening here. Um, but most of it's imported and there's a big tax on it. So that's where most of the price comes from, as far as I can understand. Um, okay, okay. Whereas you so guys what, California wine, don't you? And we do. Places, I usually buy European wine, though. Um, so what? what is your favorite wine? This is a good question. Oh, that's, that is a good question. I like a, there's a one called um, Gran Cerdo, which has this whole thing on it about um, how in 2008 they the bankers wouldn't invest in them. Uh, and, and so they've named this wine, uh, I think it means pig, Cerdo. Um, in Italian? After, uh, I don't even know, maybe in, in, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, so no, in Spanish? I don't know, oh God. I don't know, I don't speak good Spanish. Um, anyway, but they've named it after the bankers because they wouldn't give them any money, so they'd name big the wine pigs. Because <laughs> I know yeah. Gran is big. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. But it comes from, and it's so tasty, and it's it's really a good wine. But it's very like again. Oh look, it's very cheap here. Seven pounds. Wow. Um, yeah. See, so you can get a good very, seven pound. You can, but often you end up buying if you end up 
like if I today I went to my uh, like a botelleria bottle anyway whatever it's called uh this is from spain this wine but you have to understand that if you're only isn't it called wine, a vineyard <laughs> no or a bottle shop grow- oh my gosh that's where they grow the wine in a vineyard Kelda, and then they they don't grow it- wine they grow grapes nice. they grow the grapes in the vineyard <laughs> then they make the wine then, then they, they step on them. Botelleria. And this wine ah. is from Spain and it's called Gran Cerdo. But what I was trying to say is obviously in a bottle shop, they're going to put the price up because they have to, they're only making wine from, they're only making profit from wine. So they need to make profit. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. So well, that's probably why it was 15 quid. My other question is when you give, like, say you go to someone's dinner party and you bring a nice little bottle of wine, how much would you usually spend? Or maybe I shouldn't ask this question. This is a good question. Because what if you spend like two two pounds? Uh, How much do you usually spend on the bottle for the dinner party? Well, this is the thing. I don't really drink wine at home. Unless I'm having a dinner party, unless I have guests over, I won't drink mm. on on my own ever. Like I just so, I don't really fancy it. So I'm not doing um, it on my own, right? If you're on the on the call, yeah. Right I, I mean, I don't really. I I have zero problem with people drinking on their own. I drink whiskey by myself, but I don't drink wine by myself I would only drink wine if I have a dinner party here or if I'm going to someone's dinner party and then is that's when I would spend about 15 quid on a bottle 15 to 20 okay okay yeah I would here I would spend about 20 dollars so that's about similar except for right now because the pound has fallen to record lows against the U.S. dollar which is great for me if I want to visit you U.S. dollar is strong, which is not good for anyone, by the way. Um, what do you think about this controversy? One time I hosted a dinner party, as I used to do um, when I was young, and someone brought half a bottle of wine. What do you think of that? No, that is so unacceptable. You cannot do that. So much better to bring zero wine than half a bottle. <laughs> Yeah, if to be honest, if you're feeling if you can't afford to bring wine, totally fine. I'm not inviting totally you to fine. Order. Totally. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with um yeah. being skin absolutely nothing. If you can bring like a chocolate bar instead or, or exactly you know, like something a cheaper. A pound fifty chocolate bar or something like that. Yeah. So I that's not really why I'm making fun of or why I'm telling this story, but it was quite funny because the same friend who only drinks out of courts was there and uh, she has not Ooh. stopped talking about that since then because this wine, not only did it not have a cork, it was also half full, so two two. Oh my blows. gosh. Was it vinegary? How old was it? Oh, I didn't drink it. Uh, <laughs> it's probably a good choice. I opened part. the one that... The thing is, if I get the other question I have for you is if I go somewhere and I bring this 15 to 20 bottle of wine, I would like to try it. You know, that's like I'm after that wine. I'm like, of course, yeah, yeah. Try my wine to begin with. Um, Are you the same? Oh, yeah. If if I go to like a party and I, you know, I bring some nice treats, some wine and then it's not even served, I get like really annoyed I'll be like, no, we have to eat. Like, let's eat this right now. Right now. What about, I wouldn't, I would not bring a nice wine to a house party though. I think I, I haven't been to a house party for years. Um, due no, to that's for a dinner party. But I feel like I would bring more like champagne maybe. Or what would you bring? I bring beer. Oh, that's like, a good we're going. Show. Yeah. People love yeah, because we have a lot of like really good craft beer here. So I love like choosing out a 12 pack of like random kinds of beers and bringing it. It's quite fun. 
yeah. All right. Give us the, um, what, what was the other one? Oh, being nice to old men. Was that the oh, one? no, the old men. So <laughs> shout out old men. Um, not really in this case. Um, uh-uh. So I wanted to see what you think of this. I hope this old man doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, but I was at a client's house and they were like, it was an old man. They said, and they were, they're very lovely. Like they're very sweet. Let me just disclaimer this right now. But as old men do, they're not quite sensitive to like what is and isn't a good thing to say to people. Okay. <laughs> and he says, he says, no offense don't get offended which you should never start a sentence with that and then keep going because you clearly know like if you're saying that it's probably gonna offend the person otherwise you wouldn't feel the need to say that but then he goes what are you gonna be when you grow up oh i'm 31 years old a business owner (laughs) why would you say that now that I would I would classify that as downright rude. Uh, okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't things like sometimes people say the 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 darndest things, but I would say that sometimes you have to just let it roll off your back like water off a duck because sometimes it's a good thing, but also a lot of the time people are just have no idea what they're talking about. So yeah, like. If, to be honest, I would say two things about that. Well, I've only got one in my head, but I'll probably think of the other while I'm saying the first. So the first thing is, <laughs> the first thing is he probably thinks you're really young because you look really young. You've got the skin of an angel. Oh, that is diva. too sweet. We all know this. Um, <laughs> the second thing um, is that he shouldn't have said it. It's it's just people go through all stages of life. Even if you were um, any age, and like, yeah, I wouldn't. The more I go through life, the more I realize that it isn't a linear thing. So we're not kind of. Um, do you know what I mean? Like. People, yeah, even yeah. if you were 45, um, yeah, and also the other thing is he's putting down your job, and it's a, it's a respectable job, um, and you, you make good money from it, and, and honestly, I, I, I don't understand why, but it is still a thing that people put down jobs that are, are, like hand, blue collar you know, yeah blue collar and work like uh strenuous work it's the same with hospitality people put down these jobs and actually they take a lot of skill they take a lot of people skill that's for sure yes you found out absolutely because if i didn't have that i probably would have punched him in the face but what but... did like what did you say to him I so this is what i regret because instead of just being honest that i was annoyed which I should have done. But again, it is a job. So I have to be careful, you know, because they're very good clients. I really appreciate them all that. Um, But I said, uh, I said, I quite like being an entrepreneur. And he said, so, oh, you say you would start a business. And I said, well, I already have a business. Mm. But you know, maybe a different business at some point, but I, I already like, I like being an entrepreneur. And he said, oh, so you could expand your business. And I said, well, I mean, I don't really want to do that. Um, yeah, that's and then I said, then I say, mm-hmm. like, I want to write a book. And then I start feeling really stupid because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I sound so lame. And then I started putting myself down and then I spiraled. And then I thought to myself, I should have just been honest in a nice way, of course. But instead, I like ended up in this giant spiral of like, am I enough? Do I like my work enough? Blah, blah, blah. Questioned everything. And yeah, that's how it ended. 
think if you, for starters, there's, yeah, there's an idea that I would say having your own business is already a massive thing. And the fact that it's your own business means that you are the one that makes the decisions about it. So it isn't just because we live in this day and age where everyone is talking about growth and getting to unicorn status and all this kind of thing, which is like, okay, it's very inspirational, but it's, it's also, yeah, it's just, um, it's very unusual and it's also very specific, right? But think yeah. about it this way. You are working your own business. You set your hours, you set your prices, you set your times, um, hours and times, same thing. But anyway, what I'm trying to get to is if that is sufficient for you, you have reached a beautiful point because a lot of people never get to a point where they can go, okay, this is good. For right now, this is good. Um, so yeah. if, you can just, if you can be in that point and go, this works for me right now. It's paying the bills. It's doing this. Okay, maybe if if I want in a few years, I'm going to also do this as well. Or I'm going to scale this this way or scale it down, scale it up. You never know. But there is a very, um, uh, what's the word? Like a very beautiful and strong thing about going right now this is enough because in yes some of these millionaires and billionaires they work themselves to death um yeah 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 because it's never enough and they never find happiness so if we can yeah and i i would say forget about the old man because he not like <laughs> it it's not he shouldn't have ever said that but i would say it's a very interesting point you bring up because recently a lot of people have been asking me what are you gonna do um well i should say it this way i had i met with someone who i'd never met before the other day and they were like ah you've done this you've done the coffee shop you've done this uh product business that that i'm doing what's next and i kind of went in my head like i i've met you only today um and so I, I I I said to them, um, I'm moving to Italy, which is my answer to most questions at the moment. <laughs> but I have no. That is so weird. Me. They but don't even know is, you. I should say I have no problem with my friends saying to me, "Okay, Sarah, like you're doing all this cool stuff, but what, like, what's your future?" Because I think that's quite a nice thing to talk about with friends. But I don't yeah, want to with talk friends. about it with someone I've just met or like my customer, you know, if it's a customer. Your customer, it's, yeah. It's just it's quite not. awkward, really. Um. Anyway, so I'm sorry this guy made you feel like that. But I, I think let that, like, as much as you can. And it's impossible to really let go of words. But try and... Well, quick. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I appreciate, I, I so appreciate everything you said. I... Quick reframe. Um, I it did make me think, you know, about well, where am I at with how I feel right now about you know my business and my lifestyle and everything, and you know, I really it led me to thinking like I'm really quite fulfilled and happy in this moment um, with my lifestyle and well, my business is allowing me to have that lifestyle, which is great. Um, you know, I'm, I'm checking all the boxes. I feel, you know, it feels meaningful. It feels, um, I get physical, um, benefits from, you know, staying active and mm -hmm. I get to make my own schedule. I have three day weekends and, mm -hmm. um, just all of that. And I'm, and I'm making very sufficient money for my family as well. And so I, I thought to myself, like, it was a good moment to stop and think like, well, how do I feel about it? And that's the conclusion I came to. And um, that made me really happy. So mm. as a reframe, that was good. I was able to get something positive out of that interaction. 
what do you think about this idea that there is something um so if someone says something to like that there is something to be said for going in your head okay what are the parts that actually made me um feel bad because those are the parts that are prob that i'm probably telling myself as well does that make sense it's yes kind of like the, that's Yes, that's what you were doing. That is exactly what I was doing. And I think the parts that made me feel like less than or not confident were that this is not, you know, the the business or the career that I want to be on permanently. Um, and I'm and so I'm kind of working towards other things. Um, so I think for me it was a bit like I would because I put a lot of pressure on myself about it, you know, and so when you hear it from another source, you're like even more pressure. And so I think that was the part that really bothered me was like, oh, here's some more pressure. Whereas like I really want to focus on, you know, right now, like in this moment, I'm doing the right things for myself and my family. And then also evolution is a really great thing and I want to keep learning and growing as well. So I kind of was able to come to that after, after the old man asked me that question. <laughs> but basically, uh, do, not, do not say things like that because, you know, it could really bring someone down because what you're implying is they're not good enough right now when you say something like that of course of course i know that wasn't the intention mm. but that is how it came across well definitely don't or maybe say that, that was... kind of thing to people yeah it's a, it's a, it's a, <laughs> maybe there's yeah. there is no there is no shame in working any of this kind of job in fact it's a it, it for some reason our society values um I mean, I'm talking up from a hospitality perspective. For some reason, our society undervalues these jobs and overvalues things like banking, which, yes, I'm, I've never done, but I'm sure that takes a lot of skills. But let's be honest, we, we, trade play, <laughs> we bring those bankers into a coffee shop. I guarantee, in fact, we've had people on high, high salaries come into the coffee shop just you know to work in a weekend shift just for the kind of fun of it and be very um uh i'm gonna have to take this part <laughs> out I, I, um i know what okay. you're trying to say and be very non-practical let's just say um yes, a lot of yeah training. yeah very much yes exactly yeah it's such a weird thing isn't it because like the jobs that are the most valuable to a functioning society are the least valued, isn't it? Can I also just I mean, say I to my Norwegian friend, I was definitely not talking about you just then. <laughs> Although I know you, I know you're earning, I know you're earning, and I also love that you come and work with us sometimes in the coffee shop. So you are an absolute That's really cool. babe as ever. Um. Well, my golden-haired friend on the other side of the pond, that's you. Goldilocks. Goldilocks. Woo! <laughs> um, could you, you know, I've got this, okay, this go weird obsession, speaking of my hair, like where I just don't want to cut it anymore. I just want to grow it longer and longer. And then it becomes like very annoying to deal with. But I've like, I've gotten to this point where I'm like, no has to be longer and longer what we'll see that? how far that what goes what is that but... about i don't know is it like it's a, a whole it's a uh, whole thing is it like societal's beauty standard is that what you're after it's very uh i'm seeing a lot of people I mean, with long hair these days i'm gonna just say that is it is it in now i don't know i i don't know maybe that's what it is or maybe it's just like now that i've gotten it long I just want to get it longer. It's kind of like what we were talking about with never being satisfied. Like you get the money in the bank that, you know, 10 years ago you would have like 
passed out if you had seen that balance in your account. It would have just been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, this is nothing. Like, let me get more. Let me keep like building this balance. It's like yeah. the more you have, it's all relative. Like the more you have, the less you feel confident about it. Because it used to be like back, like uh, probably even as short as five years ago, if I'd had like, you know, $2,000 in my bank account, this is my whole account, like no savings, no enough. That would have been like next level, let's go on vacation type thing. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's just, it's quite interesting to contrast that with, you know, with now how I feel fiscally about everything. Like, I don't even feel comfortable if, you know, if I don't have like a very large cushion, like at least like five months salary in my account. It's just really interesting. So your worries of of financial woe have not gone down while your bank balance has gone up. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Um, yeah, it is interesting. It's um, but is it because you have more responsibilities, or it's just uh, why is that? No, no, because because back then I still had my my child because mm. he I had him nine years ago, so it's not. And that's obviously my biggest responsibility. It's not the responsibility piece. It's more like it's when you've been like, and you know this, when you've been like really struggling, really like with no support system backing you up, it's to have to look in your account and see like, oh my gosh, I'd be fine. You know, I'd have time to figure stuff out if I lost my job today. I mean, that's a really big deal, isn't it? Yeah, that's a wonderful thing. I think at one point my friend said you need to save three months salary. Um, yeah, that is what they recommend, the the experts. Three months salary at least. Yeah, although, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, three months salary if you're saving in dollars, guys. I'll say that. I'll say that. Am I right? The pound is the pound right. is down. All right. The pound is pounded down. I'm really excited for these questions today. Apparently, we've got some questions. Should we go to those? Yes, we do. Oh, oh wait, actually, but we haven't. Let's do your week. I will go through quickly my the highlights of my weekend. I went to IKEA yesterday, which was good except they kept getting lost but I think that's quite standard for going to Ikea (laughs) that's quite standard isn't it and my friend who was with me um who was buying stuff for a new house I would get lost and run panicked round and round and then I would find her just like chilling in the (laughs) lamp section being like oh Saz it's where have you been and I was like are you kidding me I've been like running around the whole store (laughs) looking for you Upstairs, downstairs. That sounds like an absolute nightmare. Question, whatever happened to the use of this very modern technology called cell phones? No, no, you are so right. You are absolutely right. But there is no reception in the IKEA I went to. Oh, really? Is it one of those like big metal buildings? I guess so. And there's also a lot of people. So I don't know what's going on, but there's no reception. Oh, yeah, yeah. But saying that, I did get some uh, plant-based meatballs. So shout out to IKEA. I haven't tried those yet. Shout out. Maybe I do like a live trial of those on the the gram. Um, And then the other thing I wanted to say is I watched the London Marathon today, and that was uh, that was really cool. I actually had a moment of a swell of pride in my heart for um, Londoners. There was this one section where there was like, the whole route was lined with these massive rainbow flags. Um, Oh, that's called like the rainbow walk or something like this. And there was a DJ going and it was like really um, beautiful. And I think 42,000 people ran the London Marathon today. So, and one wow, of them was that's amazing. the incredible friend of mine. 
Lucia. Um, and I just think she did such wow. an amazing job. And I think she ran the whole way. And that is 26 miles, or I believe that's 42 kilometers. So that is just an extreme amount. Absolutely incredible. Giant. Yeah. So I would. Giant shout out. Giant shout to Lucia. out. That is amazing. So proud. So if like when you watch everyone running or walking, you just feel like this crazy sense of pride because everyone's just out there doing their best, and it was it was like really beautiful to see. So that was such a yeah. That was a super positive thing to do today. So I was happy to be part of that. Anyway, that was my weekend. Um, oh, quick uh, update on the the Instagram debacle. Oh my gosh, okay. Before we move on to questions. Um, so this whole debacle, someone hacked my Instagram um, and they're in Philadelphia and then they were in Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it just felt like, Part of me felt like somewhat ridiculous for being so upset about it because, you know, major first world problems. But part of me like just felt super, super violated by it because like, you know, it's all your personal information, all your contacts, pictures of your life. Like it's quite violating to have someone else have control over that. Mm -hmm. So it, it was quite like a a desperate feeling how, to get it how back, did you get it from back? A stranger so basically the only way i i researched this a lot i spent hours on it um don't try to call instagram it won't help don't try to email them try to log in when when you aren't able to log in because they changed the email and the phone number associated um then just go um, having trouble logging in. And then there's an option to do, um, you can write like, I think my account's been hacked. And there's an option to do like a video selfie. And basically like what they'll do is review it. If there's pictures of you in the Instagram, they'll be able to see, you know, whether it's you or not, and then give you your account back. Oh, that's a, so that's what I did. That's a really good tip. Yeah, it's really clever, isn't it? Yeah. So I did that, um, and it said three to five business days, and I was just sitting there like, you know what ran through my head? Like, I'm going to get in touch with the press. I'm going to... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when I say it out loud, this sounds ridiculous, but um, uh, I was like, if they don't get it back, like, I'm going to make a whole stink about this because, like, they need to give you your private info back faster than three to five business days but shout out to instagram they got it back within 24 hours um which was on the weekend so they must have people there working on the weekend doing it um but you know the oddest thing about the whole thing was after the <laughs> the person hacked it they somehow like found me on whatsapp and they're sending me messages on whatsapp like hey I accidentally got into your account. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. You're full of shit. Like, oh how could you accidentally hack someone's account? Yeah. Um, and then they're like, let me give it back to you. Enter this code. And I I just got like this, this demon like rose out of me. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, fuck you. And then, <laughs> and then I said a bunch of other like very mean stuff to them. And then I blocked them on WhatsApp. So. That was a whole part of the drama. Be fast. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear you had this debacle. Just to point out to everyone, that was not the Skin and Blister account. That was the personal account of Kez. Um, which yes. She can, yeah, not the Skin and Blister. She can shout out if she wants. Um, but what does Michelle Obama tell us in these situations? rise above if they go low when we they go, go low we go higher, high higher yes and i didn't Master. i went really low i would say i'm sorry michelle obama yes i really screwed up with this one she i'm sure she appreciates that and i would say to all of us it's a good reminder to keep 
politeness, something the British excel at, at the forefront of every interaction. <laughs> I don't know, though. Shouldn't they suffer a bit from for being so, like, horrible, stealing people's information? Because, you know, the reason they steal it is to sell your data to the highest bidder. But do they actually suffer, or is it you feeling bad that you said those things to them afterwards, or you don't feel bad? I don't feel bad, okay. one. But um, I don't think they suffer. They probably thought it was quite funny. Yeah, I doubt they even read them. Um, no. You know what I said? You know what I said? They said, we want to give you your account back. Here's the code. And I said, oh, because you're so altruistic. <laughs> Now, would that be sarcasm or fascism? What? what? Fascism? <laughs> Facetious. Facetious. No, that is uh, sarcasm for Facetious. sure. Anyway. Um, for sure, yeah. But you got it back already. Well done. Okay, that's cool. Well, yeah. I didn't know about so that. So if anyone thing, ever needs troubleshooting. But that's a clever thing. Just contact me. Okay, she's the new... Yeah, contact me. I will help you troubleshoot. I did a lot of research. She's the Instagram IT lady. All right, let's do these questions. Yes. Let's do the questions. I'm very excited. All right. Wait one second. Thank you guys for sending these in. You are an absolute delight. Please, if you have any questions, comments, or critiques, send them to Skin and Blister. Or you need advice. <laughs> <laughs> or you need bad advice I don't know if you want advice from us send but, your questions uh, to us at skinandblister at gmail skinandblisterpod at gmail.com alright let's let's do these come on questions let's girl, go let's go <laughs> let's girl uh, I will first read this one is lovely it has some good encouragement um, so first said Good laughs and interesting topics. Oh, thank you so much. You have no idea how much the encouragement helps with our baby newborn podcast. It really helps us to keep going and providing you that good content. Well, that's questionable, but that content. Um, and so then she said, fluffy socks and trainers. I've done it myself and gotten heavily criticized. I think it's okay for Primark or Walmart, LOL. What is Primark? Do you know what Primark <laughs> That's is? Funny. Primark's like a super cheap clothing store here. But weirdly, whenever people come to London, they always want to go to Primark because actually it's fairly fashionable, the clothes there. So you can get really, really cheap clothes <laughs> that are fairly fashionable. And the quality, people always oh, wow. go like, oh, Primark quality is bad. But um, I think... A lot of clothing, the quality is bad. So it sometimes feels like even if you spend 40 quid on a t-shirt, it still falls apart. So, uh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. to do, what to do. Anyway. Uh, I cannot say the same for Walmart. It is not a fashionable place. In fact, I would recommend you never go there. It's it's can be a trauma to go to Walmart. Just go to Target. Just go to Target. I bet you could wear fluffy socks and trainers there. I, um, yeah. The look you're the look you're giving me right now, it should be recorded. Um, so, I would be interested in your views on how music shapes a person, or how a person's music taste changes as they grow or age. I grew up listening to country, although it was never a favorite. It was all around me. Now I hardly listen to it. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, I can um, I can say for myself, I don't actually listen to that much music, but I do use it a lot when I exercise. I really enjoy putting a playlist on when I go for a run. Um, for you know, the beat helps me. I I play it quite loud. I like to you know I like to I put I have a very maybe fourteen songs that I listen to. Cardi B. Was in there. Um, I'm a big fan of the, the Macklemore. Um, make the money, don't let the money make you. Some good lyrics there. Um, yeah. So I like it's, it. I just I, it's it's kind of funny because I listen to the same songs over and over, but it's the level. I think it's the beat, and it's also 
um, I, there's some songs with some um, inspiring messages that kind of help me think about different things when I'm running. So that's one way I, um, I guess, use m music to motivate myself. Yeah, that that is a, a really good question because, again, I think, Sarah, are we weird for not loving music? Because I, I noticed a lot of my friends, like, absolutely love music. They go to shows, you know, they listen to it intentionally. And I do like music. Like, I'm not trying to say I don't. It's just that I don't um, make it a hobby, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And I've always felt like, you know, a lot of my friends have always talked, like, really excitedly about going to shows, and it just doesn't quite get me the same way but um I have to say uh yeah we grew up listening to <laughs> I think mostly classical music um some hymns some folk music a lot of folk music actually really shaped me um and definitely heard some country in the background mm -hmm. um although our parents definitely weren't listening to country music and uh, my taste now, like, I think, you know, folk was really influential on me, folk rock as well. Um, I learned guitar. I was part of like a little folk group in high school. And um, so I still listen to a lot of that, a lot of old uh, rock, classic rock, uh, folk, and things that sound like that, that's more modern. So I find it quite funny that... Um, you're quite hip with your uh, music taste and I'm I'm quite an old person like I love talking about music with you know someone who's 60 70 years old because I like all the same things as they do mm. but um, how do you so use music I guess in your life would you use it as would you play it in the background to give an ambience or how would you like where would you incorporate it so I go through phases um I used to use classic rock when I was driving because I was like, I used to be back before I was um, quite as mentally healthy. I used to be quite an angry driver. Like I would just get a lot of rage as I was driving. Um, definitely cured of that now, which is good. Safer for everyone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I used to use it back then for a driving thing. Now I listen mostly to you know, podcasts, audiobooks, the ra the and news radio, um, NPR. I listen to a lot of that, which is for those who don't know in England, it's a the United States National Public Radio, um, kind of like the BBC there, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think I mostly use it for now for like if I'm having people over for a game night or a dinner party. Um, and then if I need to get like really hyped up about something, you know, like this, uh, like recording this podcast, um, I will listen to something completely random, whatever song comes to mind, that's like very, um, exciting and hyped. And I will put that on to get me in the mood, but that's, yeah, that's about where I'm at with music these days. I do love a live show, like a live local show. That can be quite fun. Yeah. Especially if, you know, I have a friend who's a singer and I love going to see her perform. So, yeah, it just depends, really. But I definitely like the smaller shows if I'm going to a live one. Mm, yeah, I do, I do. I would say I do appreciate music. It's not I wouldn't say it's one of my defining features some people they can kind of give you a genre that like or even you know you you see people who kind of dress the style of the music they like so I, I wouldn't say that's how it mm -hmm. is for me but I definitely appreciate music and I would say I would generally use it as a motivation te technique um even if I have to get a lot of work on I'll put on a very specific soundtrack um, very different from the one I listen to when I'm running but I don't um, or I used to enjoy you know going to the clubs and listening to music um, back in the day 
and uh <laughs> back, back when you were young well young back and when free you were, yeah yeah pretty much um but yeah I wouldn't say it's as that big an influence in my life um but it seems you're fairly similar as well Calder. yeah it's it's interesting because we grew up surrounded by music and music theory you know it was it was a lot of our life in the commune was spent singing or playing music or learning music. Like we, I think all of us are quite well versed in music theory and reading music. Um, but yeah, it's really not a large part of my life now. I would say, yeah, we're quite similar because I use it for inspiration if I have to, you know, really get into something. Um, but that's about it. And I appreciate it as a back background thing as well. Uh, one question here that is, what was your favorite age growing up? Oh, good. Great question. Uh, let's, let's think. I think my favorite age was, well, I have this very specific memory of going to walking to dinner and just thinking life couldn't get any better and just skipping along and like making up this little song in my head um about the sunshine and the flowers and i was probably about uh i'm gonna no it was probably about 10 9 or 10 um and i just i have a specific memory in my head about that moment so i'm gonna say that one was my favorite two things mm. one that is a really really sweet memory mm. and 10 is seems to be a really great age i love 10 year olds as well they're so fun and clever um but the other thing i'm just trying to imagine you lightly and happily skipping along mm. yeah, i think maybe that's why <laughs> and it i'm having a hard time so much yeah the last time <laughs> Is the last time. Oh, no. no. No, you can still do it. Don't worry. We have time. <laughs> I think my uh, favorite age growing up was probably around uh, eight to ten years old as well. Um, I just remember we were living in a commune that was quite new, um, one of the locations, and they had, you know, they had just occupied this old uh, school and it was like this big campus and there were just so many things to explore there. And it was it was uh, quite unstructured compared to what we had been used to. Um, and I just remember like these lovely years of running around in packs with friends and, and our siblings just exploring everything. And it was just a, just a lovely memory for me. Um, especially, I have this one like very clear memory of um, using <laughs> bows and arrows with uh, rags tied on the end for safety mm -hmm. to shoot each other like early on a Sunday morning. Um, it's just like we were playing some imaginary game that we were Robin Hood or something running around hiding and shooting these rag covered bows and arrows at each other which was quite thrilling at the time yeah was that wait was that in the uk or the us yeah that was in the uk okay um yeah and that was quite fun and then i also remember our older brother you probably can guess which one would hide um these little treats like dried apricots or things like that and then say that a Smurf had left them there. And he had this whole narrative about how there was like a Smurf that lived in the area and they would hide treats for you to find and you had to like go look for them and find them. And that was quite a fun thing that he did for us. Wait, one of our shout out one of our older brothers did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The redhead. The redheaded one. Don't know if it's okay to say his name. Well, we'll ask him. Yeah, it's quite a lovely, lovely thing. Yes, uh, we would love to have you on the podcast to talk more about Smurfs and life now. So we will try to make that happen. Um, but yeah, I think we should um, 
the the next question is quite a big one so I think maybe we should save it for the next episode okay that's actually that's a great idea and then we will get to any more that you send to us because the questions are a lot of fun send us questions Um, thank you so much this has been skin and blister midnight edition you may have noticed my new sultry voice that's what happens when I drink that good old 15 quid wine um Yes, thank you so much for coming to Skin and Blister Midnight Edition. Not midnight my time, but really appreciate you all being here, and we hope to talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Skin and Blister. If you have questions or comments, please email us at skinandblisterpod at gmail.com.